The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill is a TV host, New York Times bestselling author, two-time Guinness World Book record holder, fitness guru, celebrity cosmetic dentist, and philanthropist who founded the Leap Foundation. Here's Dr. Bill. Hey, Dr. Bill here. Um, I'm excited. We're going to take a little bit different angle on this Meet the Mentor, and I'll explain to you why in a second. But before we do, I just want to show you, this is our new Leap brochure. We are making a huge transition. Yes, fight on USC. It will be the first time in our history that we are not at UCLA. Uh, They're converting the UCLA dormitories into the Olympic Village for 2028. So there's not enough room for us because we will have at least 400 and between maybe 400 and 500 students at the Bing Theater at USC. The dates for LEAP, July 21st to 27th. And it will be epic. We already have commitments from Anthony Hopkins, from Jason Alexander, from Taylor Zachar Perez, from who else do we have, you guys? Uh, Amy Adams, hopefully, and Paula Abdul every year. Uh, So it's going to be a a great, great, great leap. So if you want to sign up, go to www.leapfoundation.com. You can sign up right now. And our Meet the Mentor series was put together to kind of give you guys great content throughout the year. So you don't have to just wait till July every year to get all this great stuff. And today we have somebody who's very interesting. And we're going to take a little different angle on this. Typically what we do is we interview people and then I ask them to kind of give us a roadmap as to how you guys could emulate your career. But our speaker today has a little bit different twist on this because he actually wrote a book on internships. And we're going to talk about that and give you a little bit more information on how you can successfully intern. So let me introduce you. Uh, We have Robert Corey. He's the co-founder and CEO of Agile Rainmakers, a high-impact business development consulting and advisory firm in Chicago's Gold Coast. His 20-plus year career in the financial industry has seen him in many roles. He has been a trader, a portfolio manager, a corporate strategist, a CEO, a recruiting, a hedge fund executive, and a private equity investor. He's also author of the book that we're going to talk about called How to Intern Successfully, Insights and Actions to Optimize Your Experience. Uh, Rob earned his BSE in electrical engineering at Princeton, (laughs) was not a true passion of his. He went on and then got his MBA from Duke University, and he's here with us today. So, Rob, thank you so much. Should I call you Rob or Robert? Uh, You can call me Rob. Okay, then I will. Um, So, I'm sitting here looking at things you talk about in your book, and let's just dive right in. How can a student best prepare for an internship interview? One of the best things that you can do is to talk to your parents' friends about what they do all day or your friends' parents, what they do all day, and really start to understand what the working world looks like. And as you do that, your sense of the opportunities will mature 
and then you can in your interview speak a little more eloquently in doing so. You want to definitely ask good questions. What is a good question? For me, a good question is any question that you can't Google. So if you can look up how many folks work at the company, if you can look up who the CEO is or what they manufacture, those are not good questions in an interview. A good question would be something like, could you please tell me about the best intern you ever had? What made them so good? Um, can you please tell me what your criteria is for assessing college students like me for this internship opportunity? What kind of training can I expect during the internship? Doing that sort of thinking ahead of time, having questions ready that you can't look up. Now, you got to do the look up stuff too, right? So that's part of the preparation. Who are you talking to? What do they do? All of that. That's key. Going through the job description, getting a good sense of what it is you, you would be doing as an intern, talking to maybe last year's group of interns, if you can find them online, on LinkedIn, et cetera. You got to do all that basic stuff. And then you got to do some real thinking and come up with great questions that will lead to an extraordinary interview that won't be common. It'll be memorable and useful, and that'll help you stand out. Can I tell you something? That advice is spot on. I mean, the, 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 the best thing, I mean, first of all, if you go into an interview and you don't Google that company and know everything that there is to know that's like accessible, shame on you, number one. But you're right. Don't walk in there and ask how many employees do you have. You can look that up. Asking questions that they can't get a Googled answer to is, is critical. I, I love that you said that because when I asked the question, that was what was in my mind. And then you said it, which made it even better. But I, I can't believe, I mean, even silly things like where are the corporate headquarters? Like if it's in New York and you want to live in LA, like that's a deal breaker. You need to know that going in. So that's awesome. Okay. What can a prospective intern do to ensure that they're getting the most out of their internships? So long before the internship starts, let's say you get an offer to intern in January or February, the internship starts in June. Then just ask, would it be possible for me to talk to my manager or mentor every six to eight weeks for half an hour leading up to the internship? What does that do? First of all, you're communicating that you're very interested in putting your best foot forward. What it also does, if they do grant you that opportunity, now you're having conversations with someone that works there who can share about the organization, what's happening, how it's going. And you start to learn some of the terms of art because, you know, um, you're a dentist, right? So, but a knife's not a knife to you. It's a scalpel or whatever you call it as a doctor, right? So there's terms of art in every industry. So if you can speak to someone who works there for half an hour, every six to eight weeks, you start to get the language of it. Maybe you ask, what can I read? That would be real useful so that I understand the industry. Maybe you start hearing about project work and you start doing some research. You know, they're picked, oh, we just got a new new uh, account, a new client, tell me about that. Or tell me more about the project work I'll be doing. Oh, I'm gonna be doing a little coding in Java, JavaScript or whatever it is. Okay, I'm gonna brush up on that. So one of the best ways to prepare to have 
have it be the most extraordinary internship it could be happens long before when you get that offer. Just ask, hey, could I talk to someone there every six to eight weeks for a little bit just to hear about the development so I can put my best foot forward? So that's one thing. Uh, another thing would be clear your space. And by that, I mean, you don't want to show up. Let's say it starts June 1. You don't want to show up and you know, you've know you got all these other commitments going on and whether they're family, whether they're activities from school, you know, these things go year round, whether it's athletic commitments. So you got to clear your space, you got to clear your time. And how you do that is before it starts, you get in communication with everybody. Hey, I'm going to be, you know, you got a girlfriend, you got a boy, hey, I'm going to be in this internship, I want to put my best foot forward. I can't be available during the day. Uh, on most nights, I'll need to go to bed early, so I can't be out late on a weeknight. Happy to do stuff Friday night, Saturday, you know, during the day, Sunday. But I'm taking this internship really seriously, and I want your support in that. And so it's two months, you know, give me what I need to to do that. Be my partner. 100%. Listen to this. This is actual. So I have a young patient of mine who decided they want to break into the food industry, restaurants, whatnot. So I have another patient who owns a very successful restaurant. So I get this kid an interview, right? And they loved him. And during the interview, he says, by the way, I'm not available on Fridays and Saturdays. So they didn't hire him. So I called up and I said, wait, why didn't you hire the student? They said, Fridays and Saturdays are our busiest days. He's not available. So I call him up, the student. I'm like, why did you tell them you're not available on Fridays and Saturdays? He says, oh, because I like to go out with my friends on the weekend. I'm like, dude, you're working in a restaurant. <laughs> Those are the two busiest days. I said, call them back, tell them you're an idiot and that you're going to be available on Fridays and Saturdays. He did and they hired him. But it's like, you're you're so right, you know? You need to make it a priority. And, and that's a great one. Okay, next thing you say on here, why is it important to weave dignity into an internship? What do you mean by that? Well, there's a, that's a whole conversation and I'm happy to get into it. So the How to Intern Successfully is actually the first book in a four book series. The second book is Intern Management. The third one's about mentorship. And the fourth one's about parenting an intern. The premise of all of this is that dignity is missing in the internship discourse. And we're putting that in. Well, what do I mean? So is there any dignity in the fact that 40% of internships are unpaid? Literally unpaid. Just, you know, and you talk to people that do that and they go, oh, well, they're getting experience. Well, Last I checked, experience doesn't pay for a sandwich at lunchtime or the subway or the car gas and all that. So I think that the trend is in the going in the right direction, but I think the unpaid internship um, needs to be re-examined and, and reduced. There's no dignity in that. Another aspect that lacks dignity is for the student themselves. They are so stressed around getting an internship. It's It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I I talked to them. I had an intern who was going to start this past summer, and uh, backed out because they were they were a sophomore and they're interviewing for their junior internship. So if you are interviewing to be on Wall Street for your junior summer, where 
roughly 50% of the time you actually end up working there full time, didn't get it and was stressed out during sophomore spring, has the internship with me lined up, sophomore spring, so stressed out about junior internship, didn't do well in a class, had to stay on the campus and just get a job, make it up and try to figure things out. There's just way too too much stress. But that's in addition to the already anxiety that so many of these uh, students have today. There's so much anxiety in addition to trying to get an internship where the odds are, you know, a Wall Street one would be about 2%. If you want to go big tech, uh, Silicon Valley, your odds are about 1%. So you have that going on. And then you also have fear of failure. There's so many things that the students are like struggling to like respect themselves and the whole system isn't respecting them either. There's no dignity in never replying to a student who applies for an internship. At least tell them no. At least tell them something. So there I I've gone to you know my alma mater and I I've, I do a talk. How many of you have companies that haven't replied to you at all? Half the room goes up. In this electronic age, it takes practically no time to send an email that says, sorry, you know, we're going with some other people or whatever it is. It takes little to no time to do that, and companies don't. So I'm out to put in dignity back in to the internship discourse where that is central to how an internship is designed, how it is delivered, how it is thought of. How many jokes are out there about the intern did it or, you know, whatever around internship. This is, it's not, it's, this is not where the future is. These students, they are the future and we need to really listen to them, put ourselves in their shoes. How many interns show up to an organization and no one's prepared for them or it takes them a week to get access to data, things like that. Have dignity be front and center and everything will turn out. You know, I, I agree with you, but unfortunately, that's not something that an intern can control. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, I know that if you want to work as an agent in Hollywood, you need to really start at the bottom. And and they literally treat you like garbage. I mean, and most of those internships are paid. Some of them aren't. But I mean, what would you say to a student that really wants to break into, you know, being an agent or being a manager or doing something in a very, very competitive field that they literally just don't offer salaries on? I mean, you know. So they, totally fine what you said, uh, Bill, in that, hey, you got to start at the bottom. No problem. You don't have to be treated like garbage, though. Now, yeah. you, can't con- you can't control that part. But here's what, this stuff takes time. This is a cultural shift. This isn't going to happen overnight. Right, okay? right. right. No, so, look at, I'm on board with you. I think that the employer should, should actually right. do that. But well, as a student applying, you don't really have a lot of control over that. You don't have any control over it. But here's, here's where the rubber does meet the road. What we've been doing is we've been teaching people over time that when you have an intern, 
you treat them like garbage. And how we've been doing that is by doing that. And we're going to shift that, starting with this book, in terms of treating yourself with dignity. Who are you? What are you up to? What are your passions? How do you think about yourself and your future? And then in five to 10 years, you're the one with the intern reporting to you. And now totally. you'll have empathy. You'll be thinking about empowerment. Love that. I can't yeah. I can't change how Hollywood works today. Although right. the next book, Intern Management, does address this and lays out nine principles on how to actually think about your intern in a way that's empowering, in a way that's you know respectful, intentional, et cetera. You know, we gotta we gotta walk before we can, you know, we gotta crawl before we can walk and right, right. you know, and all of that, Bill. All right. Uh, let's wrap it up with this last one. What steps should interns take to prepare for the end of their internship? So the easiest and best thing to do is about three weeks before the internship ends, get in communication with your manager and look at everything that you've done and everything that there's left to do and create a plan over the next three weeks of what is going to get done, what's not going to get done, who is going to get delegated to. And now we can work together to wrap up the internship. Now, the important thing here, though, is you don't want it to like, you don't, you, you don't want to have the internship end, and then that's the very same day that everything comes comes in. You want to plan to have everything done about a week before and that way, if there's last minute feedback, oh, and you know, this should be a little different, adjust this, get this graph, do whatever, you have time to do that. Too often, Bill, an internship ends, but it's not over because there's calls afterwards, you know, where's the right. password for this? Where's that document? Things like that. And so you want to really kind of elicit, pull, ask for having your internship end without drama, without an all-nighter, without without you know any kind of we didn't that's not what we asked for or disapproval and all that. So about three weeks before, plan it out with the manager and bring it in in an in a way that you're left proud of. So that's the first thing. Second is be ready to acknowledge everyone who helped you get there. Have thank you notes ready and do handwritten thank you notes. But yeah, folks today, like, you know, I'll get questions, you know, should I send a thank you email? Now, Bill, do you want another email? I don't want another email. I have 10,000 emails, so, you know, but a handwritten thank you note, that's rare. It it shows you're, you took the time. It's thoughtful. What, you, what do you get in the mail mostly? Junk mail and bills. Whoa, I got a note from that intern in the mail. Look at this. Wow, this is beautiful. There are people out there that'll take a thank you note and they'll put it on their desk and they'll look at it for months because it's so rare and it gives them so much pleasure. So so there, there's that. And then the last piece is you want to make sure that you're asking for whatever you need. For example, sometimes you're going to need a letter of recommendation or a reference letter, things like that. So have a little list of these, these things that you're going to need and have that conversation so that you wrap it up nicely. You're ready to acknowledge everyone who managed you, mentored you, 
you got you presented to, who helped you get the internship, et cetera, and then be ready with whatever comes next after that while you're back in school. You know, so those are some of the things, Bill, that I think could make a big difference. Robert, I think you are spot on. And I think that that advice is golden. And if students want to get more information or to get a copy of your book, how can they do that? The book is on Amazon. So you can just type in how to intern successfully and it's right there. And uh, that's that's easy. And if you want to reach me, I'm happy to connect. I, I talk to everybody. Uh, you can go on my website, agilerainmakers.com, uh, or you can email me at robert at agilerainmakers.com. That's awesome. And if you do buy the book and read the book, uh, please take the time to give him a nice five-star rating on Amazon because I know that helps with book sales and we appreciate helping each other out. So, hey, thank you so much. And you know what, Robert, I don't know, what part of the country do you live in? I live in Chicago. In Chicago? Uh, I would love to see if you can come live and participate at Leap this year. I think that the information that you gave is really, really stellar. And I think students would really benefit a lot from having a, a whole hour session on, with you on, on internships. So I'm going to have our offices uh, talk to your, my people talk to your people and see if we can make that happen. Okay. Well, Bill, I would love that from everything I can tell you are doing so much good in the world and uh, to be anywhere in that orbit would be a, an honor and a pleasure. Well, we're going to try and make that happen. Hey, thank you so much. And uh, Dr. Bill, over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash leapfoundation or on Instagram at leapfoundation. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.